Section 15 of the Book of the Whales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nuria. The Book of the Whales by Frank Evers Beddard. Chapter 8, Part 1. The Toothed Whales or Odontoketi. This group contains by far the largest number of whales. It embraces all the dolphins, sperm whales, beaked whales, etc. It contrasts markedly with the Mr. Coqueti, the differences being so great that more than one naturalist, as already said, is disposed to give the two a different line of descent. The most characteristic feature of the Odon Toqueti, and the one which has given to it its name, is the possession of functional teeth. These are never totally absent in any member of this group, though they may be, as in the narwhale, among the true dolphins, and in the Scyphioid whales, greatly reduced in number. Correlated with the presence of teeth is the absence of baleen. The skull is always more or less asymmetrical, and this asymmetry is often greatly exaggerated, especially in sperm whales. The maxillae overlap the frontal bones. The nasals share in the asymmetry of the skull, and one only is sometimes developed. In connection with this is the single, Begin footnote, it is said to be double in the Kogiapotzi, but the left spiracle is ten times larger, end footnote, blowhole, either median in position, or sperm whale, on the left side, may be mentioned. The ribs have always either bony or cartilaginous sternal moieties, which articulate with the usually composite sternum. A fair number, moreover, thus articulate. The ribs, too, more or fewer of them have both a capitular and a tubercular head articulating respectively with the transverse process and with the centrum of the vertebrae the two rami of the mandible unite by a longer or shorter but always definite symphysis not a mere fibrous union such as is met within the whalebone whales so sharply defined are the odontoceti from the mystacoceti that intermediate types are so sadly to seek and both divisions in fact have each specialized on their account in the same kind of direction and parallel lines we have great-headed kitakians in both groups the carolot responds to the right whale there are giants and pygmies among the families of each the small kogia is a near ally of the bulky carolot the somewhat dwarfish Neobalana is not far off from the Leviathan of the Greenland seas. There are Otodonchetes without a dorsal fin and Otodonchetes with that fin. The Rockels respond to the latter, the Greenland whale to the former. The pectoral fin is large in Megaptera and Globicephalus, small in Neobalana and Physeta. The throat is grooved for extensile purposes in Balaenopteridae and in the Cipheidae. All these are parallelisms and not evidence of affinity. So at least it seems to us. Broadly speaking, it would seem that the Mr. Coqueti were to be derived from the Odontoceti, and not vice versa, if only on account of the teeth visible in the embryos of the toothless whales. On this view, we might look upon those toothed whales in which the teeth are diminishing as the nearest approach among the Otodonchetes to a Mystacoceta. In this case, it is clear that the Scyphioids would occupy that position, for it is in that group that the teeth are the poorest in their development. 
but there is no hint in any of them of appearing whalebone neither can any other definite structures be laid hold of which support considerations derived from the dwindling teeth it seems too trivial a matter to raise the question of the nearly perfect symmetry of the skull of beradius and of the distinct lacrimal and malar bones in the Scyphioids, as well as the right whales the fact seems to be that the meeting point between the two great divisions of the whale tribe if there is such a meeting point and the group is not diphylactic is to be sought for no nearer than the eocene period among the zeuglodons and yet there are other considerations which seem to suggest that a renewed search for affinities between the two groups among more recent forms should produce some result in contradistinction to the otodonchetes the whalebone whales are a limited group which as pointed out here page hundred and nineteen are so closely related to one genus with another that it is really difficult to form them into more than one family this suggests a recent origin for in groups which there is a reason to regard as ancient there is often greater difference between the component genera gaps having arisen through the extinction of certain forms the problem may therefore be approached by endeavouring to ascertain which of existing otodonchetes is the older group or genus as the case may be mr lydica has recently described an exceedingly interesting fossil from the eocene of the caucasus under the name of inuropsis caucasia the schitacean is represented only by the hinder portion of a cranium and also by some fragments of jaws and several vertebrae but these remains though not abundant seem to fix the systematic position of the animal of which they give such an incomplete idea and to prove that it should be relegated as its name denotes to the neighboring of inia the freshwater dolphin of south america in this extinct animal and in pontistus of the tertiaries of argentine and the maxillary bones are more deeply excavated than in dolphins and their posterior border is squarely marked off and extends further back the lower jaw too of inorpsis seems to have been slender and to have possessed very numerous teeth as in the existing platanistidae these facts though few seem to point to the great age of whales most nearly allied to the existing platanistidae no whalebone whales do not get back so far in time it will be seen from what immediately follows that in some respect the platanistidae are the most primitive of existing otodontics it will be seen from what immediately follows that in some respects the platanistidae are the most primitive of existing otodonchetes the mode of attachment of the ribs to the dorsal vertebrae has been used in the classification of the otodonchetes as a matter of fact there is an interesting series of modifications in these attachments which does away with any hard and fast lines of classifications though to some extent the groups can be defined from the facts what we may consider in the meantime to be the typical arrangement occurs in dolphins in orca gladiator for example the first group has both capitulum and tuberculum the former is attached to the centrum of the last cervical the latter to the transverse process of the first dorsal vertebra the next six ribs are similarly attached by two heads to the transverse process of each vertebra and to the centrum of the vertebra behind the last five have but one head the tubercular which is of course attached to the transverse process of its vertebra 
Kogia, though a sperm whale, has many definite characters, upon which we shall comment later. The first eight ribs have a double attachment, the capitulum is inserted onto the centrum of each vertebra, and the tuberculum to transverse process of vertebra behind. The next five are attached to process of centrum only, each to a longish process of the centrum. But there is no real difference from what we find in dolphins, for the process to which the last ribs are attached gradually moves down the transverse process until it comes to arise from the centrum instead of from the neural arch. Kogia belongs to the same division as Physeta. But there are apparent differences between the two whales and the fact now under consideration. The first rib has only the tubercular attachment, the next eight have the double articulation of Kogia, but the capitular head in the latter ribs of the series is partly intercentral. It articulates with both centra, the one that bears its tuberculum, and the one behind. In case of the ninth dorsal vertebra, the facet upon the centrum is raised, in the tenth it is more prominent, and the transverse process, to which the tuberculum should be attached, has become rudimentary and joins the raised facet already mentioned, but not so as to receive any part of the rib, which thus articulates only with the centrum. In the last rib, the tubercular process has entirely disappeared, and the capitular head of the now one-headed rib is alone left. The difference between Physeta and Kogia seems to be great, and as a consequence between Physeta and the dolphins. But the very interesting condition, which Sir William Flower has described in Inia, which over the apparent gap, and, as I shall attempt to show presently, so does Kogia. In the Inia, the first seven ribs have the usual two attachments, but the capitular head, at first intercentral, comes to be upon the same vertebra, as which bears the tubercular head. Moreover, the facet upon the centrum becomes raised. The two articular facets upon the eighth dorsal vertebra approach near together, and in the next become completely fused. Hereafter the ribs are attached by but one head, which is really, be it observed, produced by a fusion between the capitulum and the tuberculum, not by a disappearance of one or the other. Now in the fuseta we have a trace of this arrangement in the case of the tenth rib, for there the transverse process is still present and fuses with the central facet, though it takes no actual share in the formation of the surface for the articulation of the rib. In Kogia, the facet on the centrum of vertebra 7, and still more on vertebra 8, is a little raised, so that here is left a trace of the arrangement obtaining in Inia. In the dolphins, it has totally vanished, so that the fact that in the posterior ribs of the dolphins the tubercular head alone, and in Kogia, the capitular head alone remains is not really a fundamental difference, but only one of degree. There are two extremes united by such intermediate forms as Physeta and the Scyphioids, both springing from some such original form as is exemplified by Enya. We arrive therefore at the conclusion that the transverse process of the lumbar vertebrae of these whales are compound structures partly belonging to the neural arch and partly to the centrum, but that as a rule one of these elements preponderates or is even the one which enters into their formation. This series of facts obviously leads to the inference that in Inia we have a primitive form of Otodonchete. 
at any rate the different disposition of the ribs in existing otodonchetes can be derived from such original form there are other facts which point in the same direction not merely is the freedom from any trace of fusion a character in which the cervical region of the vertebra column may be considered to be present primitive characters for the mere freedom of these vertebrae is found in other whales both toothed and whalebone e g monodon balanoptera but the great length of this region of the body is important there is in this cetacean and in the platanista a distinct neck the atlas vertebra too is more typically mammalian looking than in other whales and the second vertebra has a better autonomic process than is found elsewhere but inia is very far from being an ideal basal form with which to commence the autodonchetus series its teeth are extremely numerous though possessing indeed an additional cusp the sternum may be like that one of the manatee but is not typically mammalian it has been pointed out that the sirenia are not ancestral whales the reduced lumbar region is against the present view of the position of the inia there are moreover other facts which will be found referred to under the description of this whale still one cannot at any rate in the present state of our knowledge get much nearer to the basal otodonchete but this seems to bring us near to the origin of whalebone whales the most primitive type of the latter seems to be the little neobalana see page one hundred forty one but neobalana offers no hints in the structure of its skeleton of a toothed whale ancestry neither does inia or any platanistid show a leaning however slight towards neobalana it seems therefore that this question is one that will have to be deferred until we come to deal with the zeuglodonts as to the origin of the remaining groups of toothed whales from the platanistidae that one does not offer so many difficulties the family itself it may be remarked is not a very natural one this comes from the fact of its age and the consequent number of extinct genera which have caused gaps sir william flower thus defined it in eighteen sixty six begin quote costal cartilages not ossified the tubercular and capitular articulations of the ribs blending together posteriorly cervical vertebra all free pterygoid bones thin not conforming in their mode of arrangement with either of the other sections jaws very long and narrow both with numerous teeth having compound fangs symphys of mandible very long exceeding half the length of the entire ramus orbit very small lacrimal bones not distinct from the jugal pectoral limbs large dorsal fin rudimentary End of quote. at the time that this was written but little of pontoporia or stenodelphus as it should really be called was known but with the exception of the vertebral characters the ossified costal cartilages and the presence of a back fin it corresponds to the definition in fact we may still fairly accept the family as does flower in his most recent expressions of opinion and as does kuckenthal in several ways pontoporia points towards the true dolphins as definidae of the present volume the attachment of the ribs is purely delphinoid the curious double attachments of the genera platanista and inia not being preserved there are also five lumbar vertebrae instead of the reduced lumbar region of the genus inia 
the prominent dorsal fin is moreover a characteristic of the dolphins as indeed of other groups all the otodonchetes have at least a trace of the elevation laterally of the maxillae this is carried to an extraordinary pitch in the full-grown male of hyperodon platanista too has a pair of thin plates which arch over the front of the head at the base of the snout which are extensions of the maxillae and may be referred to the same category this genus moreover and inia agrees with the sperm whales and the ziphioids in the permanently collagenous ribs in the dolphins the sternal ribs are ossified the length both of the lower jaws themselves and of their symphysis has led to their being described as miniatures of the lower jaw of the cachalot in fact there are many resemblances between the platanistidae and the physeteridae the connection of both seems to be plain. End of section 15.